Hey, hey, Rambo. Hey, hey, how you doing? I am doing great. I am so excited. to. We're about to talk to Les. We are about to get like a front lines, boots on the ground, realize radio, wartime update. This is going to be like realer, truer than anything that I'm seeing on NewYorkTimes.com, anything that I'm seeing on CNN, anything that I'm seeing on Twitter, anything, you know, it's other than his stuff. Is it just a regular guy who went to Ukraine with his camera and shown us what he's seen? He went to Kiev and a lot of people have seen, oh, it's not, that Kiev is all I've actually heard from the media. It's the only place Day I've one. heard. We even had an entire conversation, Kiev, Kiev. Yeah. He's putting himself smack dab in the middle of where we are being told things are going down, whether it's the, the, the people themselves, their lives being completely turned upside down, destroyed by the specter of war, a town over, you know, and it's affecting everyone everywhere. And uh, uh, enough of my intro. Here comes Les's, Les's joining. Let's get him in here. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to. Oh, there he is. Clear as day. Hey, hey, Les. Hey, how's it going? Hello. Sorry, uh, Hey, how you doing? Sorry, let me start this this Zoom. It's always a problem for me. This this Zoom. Um, am I sideways again? No, no here you're, we go. you're you're right side up. You're perfect. Okay. You sound great too. Uh, I have to say, awesome. Les, I am so. I haven't been. I feel like I feel like last night was Christmas Eve, and this is Christmas Day, and. <laughs> Man, what a, what a treat. This is a real present. This is a real gift. Thank you, Les, for... So can we start no at like, the very beginning? Like, before you wait, even... Wait, wait, can I, can, I, can I just let you know that uh, in this current, this current hostel, yeah. there's quite a few mainstream um, journalists. Uh, journalists and photographers and stuff. So if I suddenly stop talking and pick up the phone, it's because they've walked in. There's no one here at the moment in my... Because I'm in a... Um, can you see? Like a, like a dormitory kind of... Wow. And many of those... Many of those beds, are, you say, are journalists, are like legit, quote unquote, oh, yeah, mainstream, yeah. mainstream journalists. Mainstream. The believers, yeah. Um, so yeah, if they, if they come in and I and I suddenly go quiet or you see me walking, it's because I'm going to get away from them, you know, because I'm still trying to be careful. Yeah. Oh my god. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's let's crack on. Yeah. You know, okay, but it's, you're, you're smack dab in the get us, get us, take us. I want to hear everything. I want to hear, okay, how you got there. That's a whole story. How you how you left the UK and, and got there. And that was what a week ago already. Uh, a week and a week. Was it like the third? I think you went on the third, didn't you? Third of March. I pur I purpose yeah, the third of the third. The third. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Got the third three in there, yeah. So bring us back to three two, like the night before. What are you packing? What are you? What are you thinking? Okay, just Les, take it, take it away. I packed basically socks <laughs> because I had visions that I wasn't going to get a hotel and I'd be walking everywhere. Um, I don't know if you remember um, Forrest Gump, where he's in the army. He, he joins the um, in Vietnam and he meets his um, like captain. He's like, "Have you got socks? You need socks." All you need is socks. Look after your feet. I mean, yeah, man. I thought the main thing I need to be able to do is walk everywhere, walk home, walk to a place. So I basically packed socks, combat trousers, um, a couple of and two sets of thermal um, like um, underclothes, you know, mm -hmm. in case I ended up having to sleep on the street. Yeah. What's the temperature like there in general? Are you? Very it's pretty chilly? cold. Yeah. Pretty cold. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cold. Yeah. 
I also packed things like um, an action camera and I got like a little voice recorder. I had two mobile phones and a battery pack in case I couldn't get any power. You are a modern day, I was about to say James Bond. It's more, it's like a Jason Bourne. You, you have Jason, <laughs> all of a sudden you've Jason Bourne yourself into, into a real situation. Wow. It's yeah. the most real form of journalism I've, I've ever seen in my life. That's you know, that's what I would say yeah. it is. Like it's, you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's the most important journalism happening right now, I would argue, ever. Wow. <laughs> it sure wow, I appreciate is. that. I appreciate that. I, yeah, the yeah, only yeah. thing I can compare it to, and then I think it all springs from the same place, is people filming hospitals, you know, just recently when we all woke yeah. up and people were like, I know the city's locked down, but here I am in Manhattan and like these body, these body trucks on the side of the street, there's nothing in them. These refrigerated body trucks waiting for the bodies. There's nothing that there, it's just, they're just, they're just sitting there to make you think they're stacked with bodies and all these tent hospitals and all these, it's all empty. So like your journey there now, it was like to Poland, did you say first and then through from there on an overnight train? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through Poland. Yeah, yeah. Overnight train to Lviv. You know, when I was planning it, I just looked on, um, I just Googled like the nearest towns, the nearest border that, and I just thought Poland's a bit more, because you can fly from England to Krakow quite easily. Like my flight to Krakow was like 14 quid. Mm. And then from there, I just, I could just see there was trains running pretty much in a straight line to get me into Kiev. Wow. And you and said from the moment you started traveling, like it wasn't wasn't crazy or anything, was it? It was like a n- normal travel, right? Like normal travel, yeah. Getting in there was pretty normal, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Once I reached like the border the- town, that's when it got wild, you know. I'm sure you've seen all that that footage of me when I I literally just walked onto this set of of cameras, lights everywhere, um, the video village, like you you told me it's called, yeah. All that stuff, but, but the, the thing is, you you know, once you're well, coming, let, let's train... talk about that real quick. Like that was the first thing okay. you saw. One of the first scenes that you sent me, I think, really, I mean, it was like a DM. I think you sent me a DM at first. I was like, this is something mm-hmm. I just got here, HB, and this is the first thing I see. And it was a tent, and underneath the tent were a bunch of screens, and it looked in in uh, uh, AV equipment, and you could see that they were monitoring feeds. It and it's it's a place called Video Village in a, in a large scale video production, there's always a, a, a separate place where the people who matter, who are making decisions, sit back and watch what is being filmed elsewhere. It's like a separate place to watch what's being filmed. And you have multiple monitors, multiple feeds. And that's that. the only time I ever see that is on a film set. That's the only time I ever see something like that. And so you sent me the picture, you sent me a picture of a film set, basically, where you're like, what's this? And I was like, well, in my world, that's called Video Village. That's exactly what it is right there, too. Anyway, so yeah, you walked into a you walked in to a film set. Yeah, and you you got no choice to participate in the whole thing because you're you want to move through that train station, you have to participate in that scene. You're now moving with that that thing. They're diverting you into their movie of. Tell me about that. Of, you said they they closed off. They made it so. So the main the main the main hall where you could buy your tickets. Right there's mm-hmm. there's free um, ticket windows so they could have all three of them open they closed it to one so you had this one massive queue going to the ticket place right so you had a simple question you had to enter that crazy queue where you're all compressed in together also like the you know the the volunteers and these charities they were just took up half of that that hall as well their desks and stuff 
So you're getting more and more compressed into this, this, this queue. And you're just getting all like, and, and obviously they've set up the cameras. So it gives the illusion that you're all kind of like refugeeing this Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the other thing is like, uh, when they're coming off the train, they, they basically got like, um, they hand you your refugee uniform. They'll, they'll throw a blanket over your head. They'll take your bags for you, all like the police and the army. And then they'll give you like a sandwich and a bottle of water. So straight away, you, they put the costume on you of the refugees. So you've got this blanket over your shoulders and a sandwich and a bottle of water and you're all walking. They are. I didn't obviously. Yeah. I said, no, no, no. I said, no, no, I don't, I'm not. I'm just a tourist here. But all the women and children. Think of that over a lifetime for the train, kids. That kid will never forget the taste of that sandwich for the rest of their life. Visceral. Yeah. Visceral. That's a 5D experience right there. I'd be experienced, yeah. But like two minutes up the road, the city's fine. It's empty, there's, there's restaurants, there's everything, you know. Was there many people heading in on that overnight train with you or was it not? Because I've I seen on your, your post, you've written like some Ukrainians are heading back in. So now from, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There was plenty heading back in, yeah. 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 I'd say not a, not a ridiculous amount, but a fair few. And now what they did with us heading in they made us queue for seven hours. For seven hours, we had to stand in that queue. And of course, then again, they've set up all the cameras at an angle. So they filmed you in that queue and, 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 and the journalists are just running up and down. And they were basically looking for that story of, of men going into like fight. Yeah. So every time they saw me with all my tattoos and my beard, they obviously assumed I was a military guy. <laughs> right, and they straight away, and they straight away come up with the leading question of, so you're going into fight? And I'd be like, no, 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 I'm not, I don't do interviews. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just going in to um, whatever, you know. I didn't want to ever take part in that. But yeah, and, and that's it. You're, you're yet again forced into that queue, which they're Disneyland. just taking the pictures of. That's Disneyland. Yeah. Also, you, if someone brought it up. Who originally was obsessed with queuing? I guess Les was. That was, was Les. That was, you. that was definitely you. That was your original. Wasn't that your original fashionation? Yeah. I thought, oh my God. It's come full circle for you. Your original yeah. fascination queuing in the importance and what was the purpose of, give, get, of teaching people and training people to line up in these queues. And it goes back to queue with the Q and I, and then it goes back to, and just like the immersive experience. And like we learned through, through the, theatrical experiences through Disneyland and learning. To, and that's like all about the line and the immersive line experience. And here you are in the theater of war. It's like a mixture of all of that. It's Disney, which is you know Hollywood theatrics. It's you're literally in a staged produ production, and like again, the cue, the, the lining, the aligning of thoughts, the narrowing of, of of views. It's like all it's it all connects, isn't it? So you're living. Oh, I got chills. I'm about to cry. <clears throat> wow. I mean, but, but you've got to think. Yeah. You've got to think right. They put you in the cold. They've got you in the cold. They won't answer. They will not give you an answer to when the train is. So they're playing that psychological game of messing with everyone. Like you don't know. They will not give you an answer. And what they're doing is the the train that's um, that's coming in. They are getting drip fed through because they've got to go through the process of immigration and uh, yeah. refugeeing or whatever. And which is so you're just, just seeing an additional a act. It's just someone coming in, an official-looking person coming and adding an adding a time-consuming act, which yes, ripple yes. effect. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. an action. It could, it could be, it could. They could have got off that train in half an hour. They make it a whole day event. <sighs> They're creating the stress on the people. So, like you said, that child is going to have a memory of seven hours in the cold, not eating, not drinking, and then they give you a crappy little tinfoil um, refugee sandwich. 
Now you've lived, you've lived that. You've war, and right? then that's war. You were, you were in war, and you for the rest yeah. of your life you will remember being in that wartime memory. And seven hours as a kid, that's like seven months in adult time. It's it's yeah. it's so prolonged and protracted. What was it like on the streets, like walking yes. around? Was like army soldiers around or anything like that? Do you know, like making it. So once I got to Kiev, you mean? Yeah, once you got got off yeah. the train and done the. I will. I have to say, the train station was mad. There was lots. There are lots of people leaving the city. That's not. That's not an illusion. There are people leaving the city, but yet again, they're they're making this. But instead of putting on extra tra trains, they've made less trains. Uh, there's yet again, there's no timetables, so it's just pure chaos there. It doesn't. But everyone need to be wanting to just escape from what they've been told, really. Talking to Ukrainian people, apparently, it's always it's a it's a terrible um, train system anyway. Like a train could leave in one minute, it could leave in an hour. They don't, they don't have like a timetable like everywhere else. So you're basically all up at the top, sitting there waiting to get to hear like what trains go into wherever. And then everyone runs down to it. We get so much um, comfort out of time. Time, if they fuck with our time, you know, it can really yeah. squeeze us psychologically. That's a big part of it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my first day I had no, I had no um, like um, no chip, no Ukrainian chip. So SIM card? Oh, yeah. SIM card, yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time I went on Google Maps, I'd just get a text through saying, like, um, you spent five pounds. Then I've gone again. You've now spent 45 pounds. What? You've now spent 50. So where I was getting, like, I was like, I can't do this. So I spent, like, a whole day trying to get a SIM card. But that was a great thing to, like, when people, because everyone was asking me this question, why are you here? And I had to be very careful about how I, um, you know, what I said, didn't I? Yeah. But the great thing was I could turn around and say, oh, I'm looking for a SIM card. Yeah. I need a SIM card to see the next train. So that was a great excuse. Yeah. And you could be truthful. Um, you were truthful. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was basically just, I just stayed around the station looking for a SIM card and just also scoping it out, seeing what's about, testing the, testing the water. I eventually got a SIM card, which is like eight quid. And it, and it worked. you just plugged it in and it worked straight away. And then I just found a, a closed hostel. I, I looked up the hotels, basically. Loads of hotels. And it's wireless like, is strong through the city, right? Like Wi-Fi is strong. Wi-Fi is great. LG, I've never yeah. had, it's the greatest single, uh, signal I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> in a war zone, right? Live, then, yeah. coming to you live from Ukraine. Yeah, yeah they have to have good signals if they're going to broadcast this World War Three from, come on now. Yeah. That's it, yeah. And I just found, I just, I went to the cheapest hostel and that was it. I booked in and that was me. That was day one. So on my first 10 minutes there, I thought I've got to get film of this, um, the madness of this um, train station. Yeah. And I held my phone sideways, like in the landscape. I, I filmed for about 10 seconds. I put it down and then two police officers just turned straight up next to me. Passport. Why are you here? And then weirdly, another member of the public jumped in as well and said something to him in Ukrainian. And then he said to me, so well, why are you here? And I said, oh, well, you know, I was coming to meet someone, but now I was just playing along. Like, but now it's kind of dangerous. I might go home, I don't know. He's like, yeah, you should go home. <laughs> this is like a real life Agent Smith was just trying to get me away from that. You should go home. Wow. And then another trick that worked really well is you'd bombard them with questions. They'd run off. Oh, really? Like, where, where do I get a SIM card? Where, where's a hotel? Where? Because they don't want to answer it, do they? That's, right. Oh, so that worked. That was a great way to, to chase away these Agent Smiths. But yeah, that, that, that member of the public, he was really weird. He was dressed all in black black hat and he's and when we was walking i walked upstairs with him i said are you a police as well he said no 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 he's like my friend you realize you're in a war zone right go home 
I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then I walked off. But yeah, man, it's weird, isn't it? How they know, like they, they okay, they have to be, if I'm, I'm going to put my woo-woo hat on right now, Twilight Zone coming on, I, they have to be a Mr. Smith. They have to know. I think that there are certain entities there that have a, 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 an inkling, like a programmed an inkling that know that you're here it, to The illusion the going, aren't they? They're there to bring that illusion. You, get out of there quick, get out of there. You Do pose you know, a threat, authority. not not to the, you, you don't you don't, you don't don't pose a threat to the, the people. You pose a threat to the system. And I think that that is detectable, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I, but I'm, I'm all about the woo-woo. This is what I think people are missing is I am woo-woo all the way through. And I think a lot of the 10,000 people <laughs> that started following me don't understand that. When I say Agent Smith, I'm being serious. I'm being serious. The simulation is, is manifesting an Agent Smith in front of me to get me out of there. Because they don't know they don't know my past tweets and stuff. They don't get where I'm coming from. But I'm being deadly serious when I say the simulation sent Agent Smiths all the time on this little journey to try and convince me to get out of there. What did you, you say, Dylan, there was um, a curfew on time and they'd set the alarms off for you to go and that was that's kind of playing into it as well, isn't it? Did you, yeah, yeah. Did, did they tell you that as soon as you got there? Yeah, the curfew's eight to eight and then, um, yeah, they start playing the sirens. Like sporadically the, throughout they, the... Um, are they like old-timey World War II sound yes, sirens? Yes, this, is, a, this is another issue I have. Why are they playing World War II sirens? Like, surely missiles are hypersonic now, and, you know, it's not like an old... An old, um, broke, don't fix it. They implanted it early. Yeah. That's what we know for war. If we hear that, we know war, where there's no, like, hey, what's that newfangled siren? Like, where there's no risk at someone actually liking the way the siren sounds. Like, we know yeah. that those old-timey sirens mean war. Yeah. You don't need to yeah. change it. Yeah. Change yeah. It. <laughs> yeah that, you said, yeah. like, no follow-up explosions or anything after the, those sirens would go off at the night or anything? Are nope. there lots of theatrical things like planes flying ahead, though? Like, are there, are there, are there, are there any visualizations, or is it more like an audible experience? I I saw, I can remember the top of my head. I saw like um, like a little, very tiny, like convoy of um, like Humvees, mm-hmm. like three Humvees, you know, like an Amer- uh, like um, yeah, they were actually American Humvees, which is weird. I find very weird. Mm-hmm. Um with a guy on the top with a machine gun, but they would just do laps. They were just doing a lap around the city. That's all they were doing, a lap around the city. Now, you could say, okay, oh, right, they're looking for Russian troops on the streets. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, that's another thing that's like um, to scare the shit out of people, right? Mm-hmm. To bring it to life. Yeah, to bring it to life. And the other thing I saw was a tank. <clears throat> I did, towards like, the last couple of days, I saw a tank, just one tank. I was actually, I was in my hostel, I could see everyone looking and I heard it and yeah, a tank just rolled by and it was just so out of place. It was, this is right by, yeah, again, this is back by the train station. So why are you here? There's definitely nothing going on here, war-wise. So what's the purpose? What, what is he driving all the way to the front line like that? Anyone in the military knows that tanks, tanks are transported on the back of lorries usually because it's more cost-effective, right? Mm-hmm. You don't roll the tank. That would be like, can you imagine the cost 70 of gas? Gallons, 70 gallons. Uh, <laughs> With yeah. the cost of gas right now, and they're just doing laps yeah. around the city. That thing gets one mile to the gallon. That's it, right. <laughs> right. So, you know, but that was it. Yeah, I saw one one little convoy of Humvees, and I saw one tank. Never saw any, I'm disappointed I never saw any fighter jets and helicopters. I thought that would be the main, or like um, these missile defense uh, rockets you keep seeing. Right. Defending. But no, no, I never saw any of that. 
No. Like gunfire noise in the background or anything like that? No, the only I, I heard one explosion when I left, like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, while you're, while you're queuing for the train, I just heard a kaboom. And then that was it. Now, not being funny, that, you know, that could just be an artillery round just firing into nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like if you go, like in England, we have a place called the Salisbury Plains. That's where the military goes and practices all their manoeuvres and stuff. When you're in that area, all you can hear is kabooms, right? We're just yeah. firing, test firing and stuff. Absolutely. It's not hard to set up an artillery uh, battery close by and just every now and again just fire it off into nothing. Mm-hmm. Which I think and that's it what happens we do. all the time. And and this yeah. is and it's you know what I I think about the the theater of war. The battlefield is a controlled military zone, <laughs> and that's where yeah. they do controlled military yeah. things. And a lot of that is like. You made the comparison to Acme, you know, the old, the old, Dis- uh, not Disney, uh, Looney Tunes. What is that? What, what is the cartoon? It's Looney Tunes, yeah, yeah, Looney yeah, yeah. Tunes, yes, Looney Tunes. And it has like the Acme, all the TNT, you know, all the explosives and it just, in the anvils dropping from the sky and, and just all of, it, it seems like there's a lot of nods to what we're seeing like right now. And those, those, those really cartoony missiles, those ones that go beep. Like You've seen explosion. them stuck in the ground on Twitter, yes. aren't you? Like stuck in the middle of the road oh, yeah. and stuff. So <laughs> and you did a side yeah. by side. It's the same. It's the same. It's it's as cartoonish as the cartoon. Like it looks yeah. the real photo in real life, quote unquote, looks no more no more or less cartoonish than the actual Looney Tunes cartoon. Your side by side was a perfect template. It was really eye opening. I mean, it, it's you're preaching to the choir over here, but I think I think people are really waking up. I can tell you, you've gotten how many new followers do you have? Like like. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people are yeah. are aware now. Think about, I mean, when you really think about that, that's a lot of light bulbs. That's a lot of light bulbs. That's a lot of people out. switched on to it, haven't they? Switched on yeah. is exactly what I mean. Like, if you think about dark matter as people that believe bullshit, and that's what dark matter is, like, what is dark matter? Nobody can explain it. But what if dark matter is people that are bought into the lie and they truly believe the lie. And so they are like feeding this beast of darkness, of, of, of shadow, of shadow play, like a, an untruth. If light is truth, you know, then darkness is, is untruth. And, uh, you know, like what if each person, if think about like all those people that are now seeing a reality, a new a reality that they weren't, they just weren't capable of, of seeing before because they had never been shown in this way, never been given the lens. Like they are turned on, like light in the dark. I think we could be, this some is a people are in, in oh denial of it still, though. Like some people, oh, are oh my still god, in denial of it. You know, everybody's still not everybody, but like it, it, there's no mainstream media talk talking about it in this way. Although I would argue we're hearing so many stories about how it's propaganda. Like we are, they're they're mainstream. Even like the embassy, the Russian embassy trolled that one picture of the maternity ward of that crisis actress. Like they're using the phrase, they're using phrases crisis actor. They're using the phrase false flag. The the, the reporting of war has never been this curtain pulling, but they're not not even giving us the truth when they say it. They're like somehow still diverting or prisming the light. Like, I don't know. You're You're the only one doing it, I feel like, in the truest way where you're showing like nobody's really getting that. It's and a lot that your camera is crystal clear. It's not Yours all pixelated. You can yes. see what's going on. You know. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. There is. Yeah. And one of them, one of your videos, it was like all those like 
prop cars. That's all they could start. That was a oh, great video. Oh, <laughs> but there's a lot of streets where they've just left a, a, a bashed up car there, right? Now, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know whether they're claiming that's a war thing or whether they, I don't know what who put it there, but with the city being so empty, they could easily get rid of that, right? Yeah, now's the perfect time to go around cleaning up the city if you wanted to, like, say, like the city workers, right? You've never had a better time to go go and clear all the um, abandoned cars, but they're not. They're left there. So all the people that arrive in Kiev and then make the walk journey through to a train station have the experience of walking past all these bashed up cars and the tank, uh, the tank hedgehogs and, you know, the blockades everywhere. And, um, yeah. So you're walking through that experience. It's a walk-through experience. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Does it kind of look like a Disney production like do you get that vibe do you get like that it's so theatrical like do the cars look staged or do they look like they were genuinely bombed they look staged to me because they were because they're all at a slight angle yeah oh my gosh that that tire fort your tire that tire (laughs) fort the one thing that you you shared tell oh my god okay so talk to me about like walking up on describe it and just and i mean it looked like a kid's jungle gym the most theatrical element i think that i saw of of a lot of things you posted i want to hear about that so a lot of people were saying, go to Irpin, go to Irpin. If you're, if you're really in Kiev, go to Irpin. So I tried to go to Irpin, but no taxi driver wanted to go there. They were just like, no, police checkpoints. It's just not worth it. And so I decided to walk in that direction. So, yeah, I started to walk in that direction. And I just, every now and again, you would just come up to these, that kind of thing. You come up to that, that, that scenery of, of, of the blockades and the tires and stuff. And yeah, that was, that was, that was it. That was it. There was plenty of them dotted. They just dotted around the city as a, the city as a movie set, and there's just props everywhere to give you that feeling. And some of them are in a really like odd place. Like you think, why is that? What what's the mentality of just having a blockade here? <laughs> you know, just like just a random road, and it's like well, I don't understand. It's not I, what is the point of this, <laughs> other than to give people the feeling that they're at war. Yeah, because strategically, it isn't gonna. Like the Russian tank isn't going to come down this road, you know. Like it's go around well, that way. one tank <laughs> is that one. T- <laughs> that one tank circling around. <laughs> yeah, but that and was a Ukrainian. This is the thing. That was a Ukrainian tank, right? Mm-hmm. I think the main people behind this are the Ukrainian. I don't know. Globalists that want to make out that want to want to get people out of Ukraine. Like, in many ways, they've won that war. They've they've scared people out of that sea. In many ways, they've won. They've won. They've won because people have believed it and they've got out. A lot of people. Yeah. But I just also, other things I want to point out is like from talking to people and stuff, like a lot of the men don't want to get drafted into the, into the, conscripted into the military and have to go laugh along. So a lot of men are just like, fuck this, man. I'm getting out of here. Like The word is conscripted. Conscript. Conscript. In Russia, you're called a conscript, Uh, uh, uh. yeah. They always tell us. And like, but he's, also he the posted, but, oh, go on. Sorry, say again, Rambo. Go on, mate. Go on. Yeah, go on. Carry so on. The city's on lockdown, so life is unbearable there. Other than you can eat, that's another interesting thing. They always, they never kill you. They always, they can let you live. They make your life hellish, but they can never ever stop you food, can they? That's another interesting thing. But it's just another lockdown, like the coronavirus. They just shut down any type of fun and made it unbearable. So that's another reason people are getting out. Because what can you do? Like, you can't earn any money. You can't party. You can't go anywhere. 
You walk the streets, you're going to get shook down by the police. Like, why are you here? So that's another reason people are leaving. They're not dodging bullets and bombs. They're dodging the economic shutdown and unbearable life that, that the government's created. It's all manufactured, you know? Yeah. You've done a good post today about the, the saying there was no food and the, the BBC was like, oh, they're struggling for food and water. And and you I've never seen so many oranges, oranges and lemons and stuff in my life. <laughs> You, was food like... was fine. I had, I had one thing I could get hold of was food, and it was all I could pay on my credit card, which is great because cash was my big problem. Yeah, and that's the main reason I had to leave is because the hostels wanted cash, mm. and I never, I never once had Ukrainian cash. I was using Polish. Luckily, the hostel was really nice, and they took my Polish cash. Mm. I could not get hold of cash because all the cash points were closed. Yeah, that's um, another reason. But yeah, I, my outsiders from coming in because they can't get. And, but also, it makes life hellish for people living there and it also makes you have to go digital so if there are any grannies out there that are still going by cash or a percentage of people that are going by cash you're getting frozen out of that you've got to get yourself a credit card and that's that you want to have to you have to go digital but on the other hand it was fine i had a credit card so i could buy food i could buy coffees eating was not a problem you're right they don't want us dead they want us like fatted calves they want us like foie gras, those fat ducks that just get fed and, and <laughs> kept from living a real life, just well fed. But think of the, think of the louche being harvested from this. Delicious, delicious. Whoever's feeding off of us is having a delicious meal right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And that's it. Mainly, guys, I, I spent, I just, every day I would go and walk the streets. Looking for a bomb, looking for that one particular bombed out building they kept showing. Yeah. They kept showing that bombed out building and I could not find it. Like so, I couldn't find any signs of a bomb. Or a yeah. So the buildings are fine. Like there's, it's the not like, it's not like people can't come. It's not like people have left and they can never come back because the city no longer exists. It's just been bombed. It's gone. Like there's no, there's no coming back from this. Like that's not the case, right? It's people no. can come, people can return in business. Life could, Life can be regular right now. It's just not because of the theater. Yeah. Same with COVID. Like COVID was, everyone's saying, oh, we're getting back to normal. We're getting back to normal. Y'all, it was never not normal. It was, it was never different. We just, we just were t- t- brainwashed into thinking it was. And yeah. given a scenery, and this is way more, this is way more immersive what you're in right now, this war theater. And that just, ha- that can only, and it happens in such a small space for the physicality of it, but we're experiencing it all through the world, just through our screens. And so, yeah, it's just like a small, a small little stage, but you're, you're there, you're on it. You're on the Behind stage. the curtains. Literally behind <laughs> the curtain. <You're> th- <laughs> yeah. Wow. So like, wow. did it look like people were continuing to like evacuate out of there to the point where there'd be nobody left there? I was getting twin tower vibes, like get everyone out. Yeah. Get, everyone out. get everyone out and then do something real. And just crazy. demolish a building. Yeah, yeah. It's like Yeah, yeah. Well, this this is it, isn't it? If once you empty that village, maybe you can sorry, that city, maybe you can start dropping bombs because there's no one there to kill. I don't know. I personally don't think that will ever happen. I don't I think either. the bombs will it's... ever hit Kiev. That's the thing. And I know I know a lot of people keep saying to me, go here, go there. Kiev is the main one that they have to say has been taken because the rest are just bummy ex-Soviet Union towns that are demolished Ukraine, anyway. Been- Ukraine is new, y'all. Like Ukraine is a new place. 
it was it's it's a it wasn't Ukraine. Ukraine hasn't always been Ukraine. Russia hasn't always been Russia. The, the USSR, the Soviet bloc, it's a very nebulous territory. This area was this, and this area took that. And Ukraine and Russian, the language is like sixty percent the same. Their character are they're almost the same. It's basically the same. They just like tweaked it a little bit a few decades ago made this false identity of a, of a territory that people, like, you, there is really no Ukrainian identity because there's really no one from there. There's no ancestral Ukrainians. It's pretty interesting. And so they create these false places. It's a movie set. It's, it's, it's over time, but time doesn't really exist. And so, like, they just, they create, this has been in the works for a while. And then it's, like, basically, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's just happening on such a microcosm, but in a place that's, that was like built for this, I think. This it's like we said at the beginning, we'd only heard of Kiev and Kiev and whatever, and that's all we'd heard of. And these little townspeople are saying, oh, go visit that, go visit that. They've been used for like training exercises for years, so you will probably find a bombed out building, you know? Yeah, yeah. This is it. This is, as an ex-Soviet Union state, there are lots of ex-Soviet Union towns, villages, buildings are just derelict. Yeah. that are falling apart. And are yeah are being used the military training grounds. So it's so easy for them to to be there because they're there anyway doing military training. Yeah. And then the BBC can just set up watching these guys doing their practice around a, a shitty old Soviet Union town that's deserted. And they could bomb the shit. It's probably cheaper to bomb that bomb that place to the ground than it is to get a digger in mm-hmm. and take it down brick by brick. You betcha. And now it'd be good to some at some point get a Ukrainian on, or I might try and. Get, to, to explain this, because funny enough, on the train yesterday, I had like a long conversation with a young, a young Ukrainian who could speak really good English. And he was giving me a history of all these towns that have just got nothing anymore. That used to be like the hub of like the factory building. Oh, sorry, the um, fabric. So it be a town that's done mainly textiles. fabrics in the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And now it doesn't. It's all still there, but no one living there. And the only people that are hanging on are old people that don't want to move because they can't afford to or can't be bothered to move. So it is, it is a movie set. I will go one further and say the whole of Ukraine is the perfect movie set ready to be used. You don't you don't have to build a building to be for it to be and look it make it look shitty and be blown up. It's already there. It's in the Soviet Union. I do have lots of footage of me on the train, like going past all this kind of stuff. So I've got I've got so much more footage to add. Like I'm gonna call them deleted scenes. Because yeah. at this point it's gonna be out of order of, of time. But I'll, I'll show people like as you're coming in on the train. Just endless empty buildings that you know you could just throw a, throw a grenade in there, blow it up, bang, and then just claim that you're, we're fighting Russians there when you're not, or fighting whoever there. You're just yeah, just busting up the theater set, the set dressing. Yeah. Real quick, you mentioned the factories, you mentioned the textile uh, fabric, textile factory, correct? Like that was the main yeah, portion yeah. of uh, Ukrainians are actually known for their textiles, these really beautiful fabrics. And um, okay, so this is interesting. South Korea, South, North and South Korea, in the 50s when they had their separation and uh, territory, it, it was one Korea and then they broke it, they, they had a whole separate, and I think South Korea's movie set, North, North and South Korea, both movie sets essentially set up to the, have the exact same thing happen. Their industry was also textiles. I think that textiling is such a, I think that there's something about that type of industry, the weaving of, the, you know, the weaving of the tail. I think that there is something... I think that that is a unique um, uh, connector that these, they just have, they have similar, they have similar stories. They're both young, new territories that were 
after war were created and they're still like always on this, the brink of war with, you know, and then North Korea with the nuclear and then here with the nuclear. It's interesting that these, I, I don't know, a, t- a template they're, they're, of they're, fab- they're fabricating the fabric. Fabricating. Fabricating towns. Fabricating towns. I don't know. There's, something, there's definitely something there. There is something there. And, and the guy was telling me last night, the young guy, that a lot of them towns just have, 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 a, have a, a digital name. Uh, sorry, like a, a name like 001. Zero zero two, like a binary just a number, name? just oh, a number. Okay. A, a town is just a number. <laughs> now people can look this up. There's a town that's called like um, Tractor because they made the cloths for the tr- inside of the tractor, like the um, the, like the cloth on the sea. Yeah. And he was saying to me around there, there's the next town along is just called a number. Now isn't that weird? That's like like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of like the, the prop on the moon landing where the props had like the moon rock had like C three written on it, you know. It's like a, you know, it's weird things like that. You just the think, naming what's of going things. On? Yeah, the yeah. naming of things, like the simplistic nature of that, reveals reveals like that someone is just lackadaisically categorizing these things that don't matter. They don't just they don't need real names because it's as arbitrary as zero zero one. Like they're all fake, and so any actual name would just be an attempt to. Yeah, it's like not even necessary. And through that, they're showing us. They're, it's so beautiful. It's so, the revelations are so clear. Feels like it, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> and that, that skyline, you did like a little video of the skyline, and it doesn't matter where you are. In that skyline, you should have been able to see some sort of fighter jet or something. Smoke, a bit of smoke the in the air. Yeah, something. Yeah. Nothing. Just Nothing. nothing. Business as There's usual. grannies walking their dogs. There's people walking home and shopping. Yeah. The grannies walking their dogs was a funny post. Because you're right. It was like, <laughs> it was like everyone yeah. was going about their daily lives. Not a care in the world, which couldn't be farther from what we're being shown. Yeah. Yeah. And it the does show that jackets. a lot That's of people have stayed. You know, you said a lot of people are exited and their lives have been totally upended. But a lot of people have... For whatever reason, they have the maybe resources or wherewithal to be able to hunker down and stay, and they're fine, and they'll be yeah. fine, and then they'll just pick back up when they, things pick them back up. Yeah. Maybe and then another thing, like, I would just like to remind people is that during like the second, I think it was the second lockdown. I'm going back to this, the scandemic here. Mm-hmm. The second lockdown of London, one million people left the night before the lockdown. So that's one million people got out of that that city and thought, I'm just going to go spend time with my friends, family in the countryside and have fun instead of being locked down in a city where I can't do anything. Yet nobody ever, the media did not report the one million people exiting London. So that's another thing I'd just like to remind people that, you know, people do leave cities when they're locked down. So Yes. Well, it was an invisible war. It was a war on invisible virus. That's what they told us. COVID was compared to a war many times. Like they used war language. We are at war with an invisible virus or an invisible enemy or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) It was invisible. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's, it's so similar. We really, and the fact that COVID COVID quit and the war began. One ended yeah, and the other. Crossover of a we day. just closed a chapter. I mean, it's like we're it's like we're thumbing through a, the book, the book yeah. titled "The Simulation." You know, like we're just thumbing yeah. through, and one chapter called COVID nineteen came to a succinct and swift end. Although there's some bleed, there's some bleed over. Like 
people are still acting like it's real. It's not real. It's, it's over. But it's like as soon as one thing stopped, then, oh, oh look, we're at war now. You know, that was really convenient. Mm-hmm. And we just really came up on two, two, what is it? I guess in two days, it'll be two years. Well, March actually, Les actually predicted this on, didn't you, the 22nd of the 2nd? <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, again, I, I, we're going on a woo-woo thing here. Um, so that happened. When I was going to go, it was straight away, like Russia's pulling away, Russia's going, okay. Now, before leaving, it was nothing but fighting on the streets of Kiev, uh, pounding, you know, artillery's pounding Kiev, 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 streets of Kiev. The second I got there, the, the media straight away changed direction. They moved away from Kiev the second I got there. It was everywhere else but Kiev. Yeah. And that's the people are most hammering me for going, oh, no, it was never in Kiev. And I, I, I've got so much filming of, of the mainstream media saying, it was Kiev, and and it got footage of, of troops running up and down. So well, that's my main thing. I want to say, like, yeah, it was always Kiev, and then they've changed it the second I got here, which I knew they, I knew they would. You know? I knew that would happen. Mm-hmm. Me and Rainbow had a whole segment on an episode about Kiev, 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 Kiev. We wouldn't have taken time to talk about it if it wasn't being hammered on us through the through the yeah, media. Yeah. And this is before this is before the yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's and then you people go, oh yeah, you need to go to the outskirts of the city, like we already talked about. That's where the military stuff has always always been happening. Like you're, you're bound to see yeah. some sort of fallout, quote unquote. And, and but also like what you know what you got to realize is that you there's no there's no such thing as a ten minute bus here now anymore. It is a seven hour ordeal going anywhere. Mm. So people say, I'll oh, just jump on a bus. You, it will be a seven hour ordeal of queuing up. You won't know when the bus is coming. You'll be getting shook down all the time by the police. Like, why are you going there? You know, all these kind of things. And it's not that simple. If you want to go somewhere, you've got to plan a whole day to get there and then a whole day to get back. And then, yeah, it's just, I can't just magically... Another thing people got to realise is um, I can't just magically teleport to these places. I'm not a BBC journalist. I don't have, like, a... I could talk into a lot of them. They've got, like, a fixer. Mm -hmm. You've probably heard of this term. But this is Mm -hmm. the person sitting back home who books hotels, he books a translator, he'll book a security guard, he'll book a driver. Mm-hmm. Unlimited budget, right? He can get people around. I don't have that. So I can't just magically click my fingers and go to wherever the BBC reckons there's a fight. And even by the time I get there, that was filmed ages ago. Mm. So I'm. they want me to, I can't chase the ghost of, of where they claim there's a war. And I, I just can't afford to do that. And I think you're exactly Yeah, again, if I, leave, if I leave the city... And I, I wanted to be there when the tanks rolled into the city. That was my main thing. I, I only care about that city, really, because I think as long as that city isn't taken, you're just going to have your 1984-style illusion of war with a constantly coming in with reports of, oh, in this region, they won a decisive victory. Oh, in that region, they lost. And, and you're, it's a ghost of a war. You'll never be able to confirm it's happened. Or not. It's just a report. If the Russians claim they've taken that city, that's going to be a big thing. Because that's... You know, that's 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 when it's yeah, it's all about that city, man. Yeah. It's the key. The key. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really yeah. is. Yeah. I think you're you're in the right you're doing the right thing. Your exact your your supposition is correct. You you know part of the illusion is on the outskirts. That's where it's happening. That's where the, the that's where the militarization zones have always been. And this was this whole thing. Like you said, it was just they don't need to build anything to make this war appear happening. It's already existed because it's part of this decrepit Soviet era. Yeah. 
infrastructure and, and set dressing that already existed before this time. It's like just ready for and this. You need to be in the place, the, the re, you need to be in the heartbeat. If, the, if that yeah. heartbeat goes, then there's something real. Then there's something really happening. But until then, you don't yeah. need to, yeah, you don't need to go stand on stage with a magician and be like, see everybody, you know, like we got it. Yeah. We, we already figured it out. We've figured it out from the audience to, together. But, uh, wow. But also there's, um, I, I, weirdly, I've always had a bit of an obsession with the ex-Soviet Union um, places. And I watch a lot of like YouTubers that go to these, there are hundreds of YouTubers, uh, travel vloggers that go to these empty towns and have been doing so for the last six years. So at some point I will upload their footage of them walking around these dead towns and picking up old like rocket launchers that are left there and stuff like from like a year ago. So when, if, when people say to me, yeah, but you don't know that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, look, look at this guy that was running around that place a year ago, running around the empty, because what he does, there's a particular guy I like runs around and he'll go through the empty buildings and pick up like the old shoe, the classic child shoe. There's always there one shoe. There's always yeah. one abandoned child shoe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's been the most surprising thing about the people, about your interactions with people, good or bad? Like I know the Mr. Smith thing, was that a surprise to encounter the spiritual entity right away? That was the main problem of, of walking around. There were so many, um, they're called like, uh, the territorial defense force. Mm. So these are not professional soldiers. These are just locals of just, you know, put on a uniform and they're, you know, that's like a, an NPC right there. That's a believer right there. That's a cat. That's a Karen, a Karen with a gun, with an AK-47. And they are all got, they've got AK-47s, you know. Now their whole job is they're apparently looking for spies. <gasps> so looking so for spies. You pull looking your for... phone out. Did he say, did he say, put your phone away or stuff, and stuff like that as well? Is that part of their role? Yeah, they come up. They'll come up to you and and, and ask, um, "Are you a spy? What you're doing?" Yeah. You now are the thing a spy. is, I am. But the thing is, I originally had like, um, like say, like this action camera, and I had I even had like a little recorder, yeah, in case I wanted to do any chatting. Really old school stuff that's got like um, SD memory cards, so you know, so I know it's kept. Yeah. Um, but because no way, I soon realised there's no way I could be walking around as an English guy looking like this with a load of filming and stuff. I might as well wore a t-shirt saying I'm a spy. Too risky. That, <laughs> but that was the main danger I found was the Ukrainian believers. And some of them, I think there's, there's some of them that wear all black. And I don't know if that's because they haven't got the uniform yet. They've been told to wear all black. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm sure they've probably got a letter saying, look, as you haven't got a uniform yet, just wear all black and wear your yellow your, your yellow thing. So they Rambo all got yellow they, armbands? Yeah. But Rambo will probably know this. They look like in, in England, in Britain, what we, uh, a nightclub bouncer. Yeah, with the band, with the... Yeah, one of them, black jacket, black bobble hat on. They look quite intimidating, black boots on. And they're basically walking up and down, walking the streets, looking for spies. So I had, <laughs> this is another thing why I, I, I couldn't just endlessly film every street. I had to wait till I got to a street where no one was whip out my phone and make out I was having a conversation mm-hmm. and kind of, but that was the main, that was the main danger. It wasn't bullets, bombs. It was merely the agent Smiths coming up to me and being like, you know, what are you doing? And, and as well, I had one set of clothes. So every day I was wearing the same set of clothes. Mm-hmm. 
So it's getting to a point where it's becoming very obvious. I was not meant, you know, I was, I was starting to stick out, innit? Because I had this denim jacket. I just, there's only so many times you can make an excuse for walking around. Right. And you're not a, and, you're not a, you're not hard to miss. I mean, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you're a big guy. I've got tattoos down the side of my, I don't know if you can see. I've got, <laughs> You've got a I've got lot tattoos of tattoos. Yeah. And another, I'll tell you another thing, like Ukrainians are not, like English people are quite tattooed up. Ukrainians are not. Mm. But, but in that part of the world, the people that do have a lot of tattoos are the Russian mafia. <laughs> so now we're getting even closer to like making myself stand out. Why? You do look like a member of the Russian mob. If I, if you just like whipped out, if you start speaking in a Russian accent right now, it's over. It's over. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> you do. But, but, but I hope, but do you see my point? Like I'm not dodging bullets and bombs. I'm not running. I'm dodging people that want me to go along with this law. Right. You're trying to be yeah. in stealth mode and it's becoming harder and harder for that because yeah. you stick out like a sore throat. And, it's, and it, yeah, and as more and more people are leaving, you've got, just got more and more of these these men Eyes in black walking around. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not supposed to be there. And it's becoming more and more obvious that you're, you don't belong there. You're not supposed to be there. Yeah. They don't want anyone doing what you're doing. Definitely no. not. And no. it's more and more time you'd be there, the more risk of being arrested more than anything you know that's probably the biggest risk isn't it really yeah yeah, yeah 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 that is it that's the one thing that that's the one little issue i was worried about was being arrested and having to i just i could just imagine what a nightmare that would be just and then going through my phone and then just and then i, I have i said this already I, I basically got cashed out what does that mean like i had no i had no more cash oh. to pay for yeah. pay for my, my oh, hostel one of my that's my biggest regret is not loading up on cash in Poland, like Ukrainian money in Poland while I had the chance. Like, I walked past that um, exchange place so many times. That's my one biggest regret. I wish I'd got like a bundle of cash and could have stayed out there more more days. Because that was it. I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I basically offered to buy the um, the hotel like a, a new radiator for the room that had no radiator. I said, yeah. "Can I buy your radiator for one more night?" And they were like, "No." Wow. Yeah. How do we? We hmm. now now your... going out now going out yet again you're going through the same checkpoints military checkpoints and they've got a lot of tech like there's military people on the train that put your passport on this in this machine it's like a screen yeah so I'm coming up I've been coming up all over the place dotted around you know yeah. and my real name Rambo probably knows my real name now my real name is quite similar to my stage name Les Luther. <sighs> so it's not hard for them to be looking for an English guy with a similar sort of name. You know, I, I was yeah. like, they know exactly where you've been and yeah. Ooh, geolocation. Yeah. It, so on the yeah, way out the top, it's the they same. Know everything. I mean if same this get is, your blanket and whatever. <laughs> I yeah, think yeah. you're protected. I think you're protected. I okay, so me and Rainbow have had this conversation. Like if we're really having the spiritual talk, I think that if you're doing I think if you're doing this, you're okay. You're going to be okay. I think that there is something about the true, the truism of this type of battle that you're like protected by a stronger force. Well, clearly I'm because I got out, I got in, I got out. Yeah. I got in, I got out. Yeah. So I clearly, I clearly am. Yeah. That's it. The war-torn yeah. country, and they'll just let you just go there. Easy, walk around and get back out of there. Yeah, buy a cappuccino, buy a cake. 
I don't think they can really stop <laughs> us. I don't think they can really stop us from from doing this. I think they just make it really unlikely for yeah. us to do this through psychological programming over an entire lifetime. That's one aspect of it. And then physical barriers on the other side. That's the other aspect of it. Like, so not only will we not even think to go, if we ever do think to, to do something like this, it's really hard to do. So it's like, they got us both ways. And, and I, but I think that the double edge of that sword, the other side of the sword of the same instrument used to cleave a population, the other side of that sword like opens it up, opens, opens a narrow passageway for us, for, for you, for someone who really is after the truth. And like, the, it, I don't think it can be hidden. You've opened a lot of people's eyes. Anyway, I, I think so. I've been sending you videos yeah. to everyone and they're like, oh my God, it's it's not what it says on the news. I was like, Les, you need to get on Instagram. Everyone's asking for you on Instagram you there, need, You need to get on Instagram, buddy. Twitter is is amazing for for developing the language of this type of... It's, it's just good for getting... If you're going to start on social media, I mean, that's where both me and Rambo started. Twitter's where you go. But what? Instagram is... It's another. It's a new way of, of getting your information out, and the, the audience is like so thirsty for this. It's like the right time. It's people are like finally ready to see this stuff. It's a great way. Well, I don't. I don't know if you want to talk about it now or, or off off air. But yeah, no, I definitely need your guys' advice on what to um what to do about all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we'll definitely have a we'll definitely have a, a download on on next steps on social. But yeah, that's like how the sausage is made is and everything. But it, all that to say is like people people want. People just want to know more about this. I'm so enthused. I'm so like encouraged and proud. I'm proud of like, I'm proud that thousands of people have 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 found you through Twitter and have not just watched and liked, but actually followed. To get that follow, that's tough. That's tough sometimes to actually get a follow. Wow. I was blown up. I, I've had quite a few mainstream. Um, I would say mainstream big. People with big like talk, not talk shows, like um, alternative media people have hit me up and said, we want to talk to you. Yeah, you, know, you we, had some blue check marks. Didn't you have one bullying you? Didn't you have a blue check mark bullying you about like, oh man, you shouldn't be showing this or something like that? I don't, I don't, I don't, I try, I don't know. I try, I try and... There's one, I don't even think it's a real person. He's been commenting on everything you do. Go to that town, go to that town. It's like... Oh yeah, Rambo said you had a bully. Yeah. Oh yeah, a bully bot, a bully bot. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I have I haven't managed to check on all the hate. I've I've looked at some of it, but it's, it's too much to keep up with, you know. Rambo, mate, you have to come along. I know. Well, I that's why I actually thought that as well. I was actually thought that. I love that we're all at this place. You know, like we're all at a space where we're following our passion. We're somehow. And it's not even, and that could one day turn into a profession. And it seems to be in the moment, in each moment, it seems to be getting more and more apparent that that's what's happening without us really even trying. We're just doing the things that we really enjoy doing. And then the, su the support infrastructure is built around us as we go. Like all of a sudden these platforms will pop up. And I mean, Les, like Rambo was saying it on our on break, but you might've, carved yourself out a, a new career in court war in correspondence and how you're doing it, what you're doing it. It's simple. It's straightforward, but it's, it's the unobstructed truth. And that's valuable. I, I, yeah, again, I, uh, I, I kind of knew it's so weird. I, I wanted to do this a few years ago 
it's manifested into a real thing. Do you remember you said to me um, a couple of days ago about picture that door opening? Remember the Egyptian door I told yeah. you about? Yeah. I, I did that with this. Mm. I had visions of myself walking on the streets. <laughs> That's why the other day I, I, know I sent you a question on your, on your Patreon, like, did we die in 20? Things are just happening too easy. The dream world is happening too easily at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like we're all living, it feels like we're living in a dream where things are just happening so easily. Like, yeah, I feel that. It almost to the point it's surreal and unbelievable. Like, am I, am I, really, am I, am I really here in Poland, you know? It, it kind of makes, it kind of makes all those barriers seem theatrical. All the barriers that we experience through life, all the barriers, the perceived barriers through society, um, you know, that we're given school and profession and just every, every part of the way that we live is like a barrier and we have to keep learning and keep learning. But those are all just constructs. Those are just like those, those roadblocks on those random roads, you know. Sorry, one sec. Uh, I only speak English. Yeah, that's okay then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, um, I think that bed's free. Yeah. Okay. A new, a new guy's turned up. Got some guests. Yeah. So I'll, I'll move to my ear. Hopefully, it's um quite good ear audio with my earphones. Yeah. It's just horrible for me. It makes me feel like I'm underwater, but. Let's see what happens. That'll make it even more dreamlike, actually. <laughs> and hopefully it doesn't rub against my clothes and stuff. But yeah, that can you hear me okay? Great. Is that good? Yes, yes that sounds, sounds great. Clear, crystal clear, actually. Sounds wonderful. This is so, this is like, this is blowing my mind how <laughs> connected, how interconnected we are. I'm here on the 33rd parallel in Dallas, Texas. Rambo is in the UK. You are live from... Where you Poland, are, Poland secret, border, border town, right a now. Border yeah, town, yeah. A, a secret, a secret border town that we're not going to disclose. But um, and have you seen people like kind of going over, like we're going to fight? Kind of, is there a lot of those kind of guys there, oh, like yeah. that are going over to yes. fight? So I met a a Polish guy that was that was like it was like looking into a Polish mirror of me, but he had he had a blonde beard, <gasps> and he was very much wanted to go there and fight. Yeah. And he was trying to convince me to go with him and join, join the Foreign Legion or whatever. Yeah. But it's funny. He was telling everyone that asked him, where are you going there? He'd say, I'm a tourist. His plan was not to tell everyone he's doing military service. Where I was kind of saying to people, I might volunteer. That was my, the reason, like, why are you going there? I said, well, I might volunteer. I don't know. So we were saying the opposite things. But yeah, now I left him at Lviv. I don't know what happened to him. I just wanted to get into the main city as quick as I can, but he stayed there. He said he wanted to get like a, a new SIM card and money and stuff. <gasps> what if he but, was you? What if he was the? What if he was doing? What if he was a spy from Poland and he was trying to show that it's not real? He was doing the same thing you were, trying to get a SIM card, trying to get some cash. That's what you tried to do yeah. the second you got into the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Although well, from chatting him, he seemed like a believer. Like he oh. was going to LARP. He, he seemed like he was going to go LARP it. Like he was okay. He's up for yeah. a LARP. Yeah. But yeah, there was a big group when I was in the queue going into the country. There was a, a group in front of me that all had like um, army gear on and stuff. And they weren't Ukrainians. They were clearly, I think there was an Australian guy, like a Belgian guy. Yeah. And they were loving it. When, they, they were, when, when all the reporters were coming up to them, they were loving it. 
And they're going, this is, this is anti-Russia narrative through and through, right? Like everybody is, the, the, the through line is Russia bad, Ukraine good, yeah. Russia enemy, Ukraine brave freedom fighters, you know, like it's, that, that, that's, that's the narrative. And so people that are coming from wherever, Australia, out of town, out of towners, they're all going to embolden the Ukrainian side to fight against Russia. Nobody's like, I'm, I'm, I'm coming from the Russian army to come fight you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nobody's yeah. doing that, right? They're going to get given a uniform, mm-hmm. maybe a gun, and they're going to get sent to some trench and they're going to sit there for six months doing nothing. How interesting that a textile town is pumping out these uniforms, you know, they get a fabric, they get a fabric yep. uh, remembrance of, of the war. I guess every soldier does. I mean, the uniforming is a really big part of every single war. It's a costume. It's a costume. It's a yeah. costume. And costumes are important. Costumes make things real. The mask was our costuming of yep. the, the war, the Corona theater, um, medical theatrics. So if, if, were, uh, go on, Melissa. If, um, Say it did actually become a real one and the Russians did. I would happily defend myself and Ukraine, but I wouldn't wear a uniform. I would say, just give me a gun, innit? And I'll go, I'll go fight who's ever trying to kill us, yeah. But I'm not going to dress up in your uniform and start saluting you and laughing along with that crazy shit. Mm-hmm. But it was and never going to, we all know it's never going to happen. Right, and that suggests say, that like, there is a bad yeah. side. Like, there is no, there is no bad, there is no baddie and there is no goodie. No. Here. Like so these people theater. going over there now, getting a uniform on, getting given a gun, they'll go and take a good few pictures for Instagram and send mm-hmm. to the family yeah. and stuff, yeah. won't they? And then mm-hmm. it all makes it real. They were there. They've been. They've been to fight. They'll be accommodated through that laughing situation for the media. Yeah, it wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if they were handed over to the media department of the military because mm-hmm. I saw a lot of re- like these. I could tell they were media uh, people of the military because they were like young, good-looking women. Mm. and they'd be like walking the press around, but they had their army uniform on. Right. So there's no doubt they would, the volunteers would get put with them. They'd probably lock them through to some trench, mm-hmm. taking photographs all the way, you know, building up that, that story for mm-hmm. back home, for the War propaganda. photography is very important. I mean, as with yeah. media, more media is very important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But as for what actually happened to them, I don't know, because all of them mm. were pussies, basically. They stopped at Lviv. Yeah. And they made excuses not to go into the city. Like, oh, another thing, um, should I say? Yeah, that you, you just quoted, uh, quoted a, a post from a, an American guy, a journalist. I was with him in the queue. Do you know what I mean? Oh, with the-, the World War III. Okay, so there was, oh, yeah. a, a, there was a journalist who posted a picture of a yeah. tank blockade in the middle of the road, and it's a structural, it's almost like a sculpture, but it's these, it's these large structures of steel that are crossbarred, and there's three of them, and they're centered by this cement structure in the middle, and they are really, um, they're, they're big, and they're meant to stop tanks. And you put them in the middle of the street, it's a blockade, it stops tanks from coming. So he, someone shared that this, this museum World War II uh, artifact, prop, that prop, prop, prop um, yeah, that, that exists in the museum, was hauled out and plopped in the middle of the road for this war, because it's made of steel, like I guess it can still do the thing. But it just, it, it, the fact that we were using museum props um, in the middle of the city for, it just seemed way too on the nose. 
Um, and it reminded me of a, of a sculpture that I have in my city. And I've always looked at it and gone like, what is that? Like, what, like, I don't yeah. really get that. And then it was, it's a, it's like a template. It's a one-to-one. It was, a, it was, I realized that this iconic sculpture in my city is a template of wartime theatrics. Yeah. But he's, he's a real person. Oh, I, I wasn't questioning the journalist. I was just, I was just. No, no, I, I'm saying, I'm just saying like, um, yeah, I was with him. And now he's a believer. This is the thing. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to say anything bad against him. Oh, yeah. Um, he was a nice he was guy to me. Marking, he was like, hey, look at this thing. This is kind of remarkable. This, this yeah, yeah. But I, I'm wondering, I'm yeah. wondering if he's put, connected the dots of who I am. Because we've got each other's phone numbers. Oh. Yeah. So what I so I left him at Lviv because he was like, oh, I'm not going in until I've got the flak jacket. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck it. And I went, and um, but we carried on messing each other. And he was like, oh, I'm staying in Lviv with friends. And, I, and at one point, the last message I sent him was, come on, man, get us some paperwork. Let's go and film this. Because he, he was saying he might get some official paperwork from Ukraine to say he's a journalist to go and do all that stuff. So I wanted to buddy up with him. I wanted to play along with him and be like, yeah, man, get me some of that paperwork as well and I'll come with you. You know, I, sh- I should have, I-, I mentioned this actually in a DM to you, I should have prepared you some press credentials. Yeah. I should have done that. I should have. But now we, now, now we know, isn't it? Now, now we, we know. know. Yeah. Now we know what to do. Mm-hmm. Now we know. You know, you learn as you go. You learn as you go. But That's I was it, like, yeah. it really just, it's, it's, there, there's not a uniform. There's not a uniform. There's all sorts of things that, that can qualify as a, as a media pass, as a, as a credentialing for, for media press pass. And it, to be honest, Realize Radio is a journalism, it's an art, it's a journalism art consortium. And we qualify, as, we, if, if you, if it just looks official enough, you could have been, you could have been a officiated by by realized radio platform i should have done that i should have done that I, i'm guessing though the, the the other half of that is the the government ukrainian um and then official. they see everything and then they see all they see all of it but uh, again no I, but I, I mean i mean as as like a bit of paperwork i can carry around i'm guessing yeah. that's the most important one is the and you just also could just get a laminated badge that just has your just it, yeah just real official looking. All you need is a laminated badge and a press pass. And both of those things don't require government documentation. They just require official enough looking things from official enough uh, parties saying you're doing what you're doing. And then you can get a pass. You can get a press pass. Yeah. Mm. We, now we know. Now we now know. Now we know. Now we know. And if anybody out there is in, uh, is in journalism, is, does, does anything like this, I want to hear from you. Like, if you guys are listening to this and you're like, oh, you should have done, he should have done this or he could have done this or, you know, in, in the way that we, the way that he's described travel or the way, you know, but there's really not a blueprint for this type of stuff for going to document the theater of war. But how interesting that we're learning how to do this on the fly and you're teaching us. I think ultimately, I think having, well, I think what helps the BBC out is they got the money, right? They got the unlimited funds, right? I'm sure they hand a few envelopes of money out to people like say you wanted to go on one specific what i call a movie set yeah there'd be a checkpoint and you'd have to go past that checkpoint now i'm sure yeah. that guy LARP, larping as a checkpoint guy if you if you chucked him a bit of money like, come on in man he'll probably be your guided tour right so that's another thing i never had i didn't have that but i'm sure that goes a long way things like that definitely um you know, also having because, a driver, like you know, like the thing, a like driver, having a, security a guard, a local, yeah, exactly. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's just not that easy to get to these places that people say. Like having a local, I think, would definitely help. Paperwork definitely helps, and the money, yeah, the money, the money is a big part of that. 
And that's, yeah, the BBC has the has the deepest pockets. I know the New York Times is over there. They're doing all sorts of, like, but they went over there to get this rich media journalism. Like, they're doing all these heart-tugging stories. Like, they're doing, they're going out there, even though life is, like, humdrum and banal, other than the, the I mean, you really, ha you really did have to evacuate. Like, if you, because people out of fear, they evacuated, not because their actual buildings were being bombed, but because they, they were told that they needed to and they made that decision. But, like, they're, so they're finding all these harrowing stories of this, mm. and that's all we're being presented. In a they way, play a num they play they play a numbers game. They'll ask a hundred people. Mm -hmm. They spend all day, and then once they find that one that fits their, is that perfect bit of of, of juicy kind of emotion. That's the one they'll use. They're playing a numbers game. Yeah. That person like is the, then a, a free crisis actor. So these people want yeah. to be the crisis actor, don't they? Do you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even the description of like the kids huddled and eating their little tin foil covered sandwiches. Like, if a journalist just described that scene, ah, oh, you know, that's heartbreaking. Mm. Even though it's just like designed to be like this, um, designed to provide a certain visceral experience. And when you describe that certain visceral experience, like the audience can can feel it. So all these like layers of of prop and theatrics really do. I mean, it's it's real and it's unreal. It's hyper real. It's, you know, it's... Like Les says, immersive 4D. That's the best way to describe oh, yeah. what he's been through, I'd say, up to now. Yeah. So, like, everything's yeah. there. But yeah. Yeah. What it seems. Yeah. A 4D immersive immersive ride, yeah. With, yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Crazy. That's crazy. Well, we are so... I know you're on low battery. You probably need to charge up and rest up and all these things we've taken an hour and a ni nearly 90 minutes of your time this was this is excellent i can't wait to hear from you again well, as much respect les for doing yes. what you've done I'm cheers man and i really i really appreciate appreciate your support i mean you guys have supported me from the beginning basically you, you guys put me on a map really um so i do appreciate that i'm kind of probably going to do the only interview of you guys so i'm probably going to really promote this interview and I'm probably going to reject everyone else yeah. because I, I don't know who they are. I don't know what angle they're going to come from. They might try and portray me as a dick or something. Yeah. So, so if you if you do want to make this even if you do want to make this even longer, let's I go. go and charge. I need let's, to go and charge my phone for five minutes though. Let's take a, let's yeah, take yeah, a we'll charging take a break. break and we'll be and we'll be right back. Because I think I think once I post out, hey guys, I've done an interview with Real Eyes Radio, and this is the only one. You're going to have people. Even Ooh, just to hate post... listen to me, even to hate listen to me, you're going to yes. come on your. Okay. Well, we don't want anybody to hate listen. You want everyone to to positive vibe listen. Sometimes though, they have to do that before they. <laughs> That's true. Come the first time through, and yeah. Think, then they actually, come back. Boomerangs. Right. We love the boomerangs. People that are real. It might have been. Um, was it Liz? Liz, one of one of the realized radio crew sent, uh -huh. sent sent me a message going, like, hate is a good thing. That means you're doing well. Like, you need more haters. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's true. Yeah, I haven't got enough hate. It's like it is. And you'll turn, experience this turn. too, though. They they come around. We, me and Rambo, have a word for it. We call it the boomerang. When oh, they, okay. they 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 go far, they're like they tell you all the reasons that you're wrong and you're, how far away you are from the truth. And then all of a sudden, after a certain time, they come all the way back around and they're like, oh, they're showing you stuff. And and so, but yeah, you'll have a couple. Like of someone commented on your stuff, didn't you? I seen him, <laughs> and you you tweeted him out, and it was like all. All the people screaming there's absolute war in ukraine aren't even in ukraine <laughs> it's yeah it's crazy isn't it these armchair warriors i just don't get it like 
they sit at home and they're not doing anything and they just naysayers again and again, man. Like, get yourself out there, innit? You went you know and what? proved it as far I as I'm say, concerned. Yeah. You proved it. Do you know? Well, I, there's, there's no winning with them guys, is it? You could, no matter what I do, wherever I go, they would say, oh, go to the next town. But I just can't. I can't compete with a BBC budget. I can't. It's yeah, and chasing yeah. the ghost wall. <laughs> yeah, and he'll never, that guy will never be happy no matter what I do. Yeah. And it's like me saying to him, well, you, okay, you go and take a selfie with, with Biden. I want you to go and take a selfie with Biden. He's a real person. See how easy that is. It's not. You, they don't. This is the main stage right now of the world. They, they're going to do everything they can to stop you getting on that stage. That's what all the checkpoints are. They don't want you on that stage and ruining their show. You can't. It's, they, it's designed to be difficult. You might, I, might, I know I got pretty lucky with Keeve walking onto that set, but walking from set to set, you're going to struggle, man. Like so, people have to be realistic. My haters have to be realistic about their demands, what they want me to do. You know. Well said. Well said. Can't please everyone. That's the thing. Then some oh. of them will never accept it. Well, they'll never accept it. Like you said, they'll always find, oh, well, go to this town then. All right, and go to that town then. You'll you, you never, never be enough. You'll never be enough. No. Yeah. And when yeah. they're not doing themselves, yeah, it can never, nothing that you do can never be. And before we take a break, I will say that was always one of my biggest, deepest regrets as human vibration is that I. I didn't go to Boulder, Colorado and, and do the like on the ground investigate and go talk to the sheriff. I didn't do like my on boots on the ground investigations that I really wanted to. Granted, when I woke up, that was when COVID was coming up, but I kept wanting to go to these places. I wanted to go to Manhattan and, and show that it was just a theatrical set with the hospitals. I wanted, but I didn't, I didn't do any of these things. And you, Lesh, you, you're, you're doing it. it. You just did it. You just, you're, yeah. you are doing the real work. This yeah. is the real one. This is so special. And I, I worked I, in a hospital. I could have. Sorry, I won't cut you off. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Finish your. Um... I'm just so proud of you. I'm so I'm so proud Same. of this. I'm just so proud thank you, of thank you. you and everything. And I feel to be tangentially connected to it, through it, by you. I feel like I have eyes in you. I feel like I'm there. I'm able to be there. You're like a foot soldier for the apocalypse. You know, for the unveiling, for the the lifting of the veil. That's. I, I don't know how else to describe you. I mean, other than Guys, just an I, awesome dude. <laughs> I, wanted, I, I wanted to rent a bike, a, a push bike, and I wanted to cycle through the apocalypse of the key. That was my, my one thing I wish I'd, I'd done. Just me cycling. Saying, Look, <laughs> meditate, cycling hey, through. meditate on a bike. <laughs> meditate on a bike. Yeah. And I guarantee you in the middle of the road with the keys in it, if it's, an, if it's a keyed bike, or, it's just going to be there for you. What one of your yeah, videos yeah. did look like when you walk in, like the I Am Legend movie where there's like mm-hmm. no one around and you just walk in the streets. <laughs> yeah. Well, the more and more, the more and more that city gets emptied, the more and more it falls behind the curtain for them to start messing with it. I mean, just think when it's just a blank canvas, how much digital madness they can add to that. And actually, I wouldn't mind putting it out there to one of the guys that are quite good at that to get one of my videos and add prove to people how they can just add a, a, the moon falling down. You know, like what Rambo often shows, yeah. there's a, mm-hmm. a a jumbo jet flying over your head or the moon's coming. You know, someone could do that in my, my videos. Yep, multi-layered. It's composite videos. You take elements mm. of the real, mix in elements of the unreal, and together it's it's a compilation. But it feels real because you're using so many real elements. Like this stuff that you're showing, that would be a base, a base of reality, and then overlaid with unreality. It becomes harder and harder and harder to recognize 
what's unreal because it's so submerged with the real these days because the technology allows for that. And if you're not scrutinizing, I, I love that idea. I love that idea of, of taking what you're doing and showing how easy it is for, because that's what we're seeing from the media. Yeah. All these little pew, pew, pews. Oh my God. That is, it's so, it's so movie craft. It's, uh, it's so, the, it's so Hollywood. Well, well, Rambo is the uh, Rambo is the guy for that. He is the the yeah. guy for that. Like he's got so many good examples that can just click click at a building, a uh, window, smoke, fire. This was Rambo's next window. Talk about original fascination. You know, your original yeah. fascination was queuing. Rambo's original fascination is these CGI elemental overlays and how they do it, special effects style, specifically Hollywood, specifically fire. You know, like it, it's That's so. It. And war, there's so much war stuff out there, do you know, where they can like show like buildings, apocalyptic cities, and then really it's just a little yeah, section, you, you know. Mm -hmm. You've got a great one, haven't you, of the guy running through a town and then it rewinds, mm -hmm. it adds smoke, he runs through and it rewinds, it adds the fire. It's just going yeah. the layers and layers. It's mm -hmm. all there on Rambo's Twitter if people want to check out like how easy it is to add this stuff on. And that's what clearing out this city is going to be about. Mm. Now, you've got to wait till in the future. That's what you're going to start. The second I leave, I think they're really going to... I've left, sorry, I've left already. Now that I've left, they're going to start ramping up that kind of thing. They could get any block that's perfectly fine and just start adding all that stuff to it. Yeah. And, that's, and unfortunately, guys, I'm, I'm not there to go, and, to go and prove it isn't happening. But I think I walked enough streets to prove that I think it's been bombed out. Before yeah. we break, you just reminded me something, Rambo, the, the, and you both, like the layered, the multi-layer, the guy running and then the smoke and the guy running and then the, this is showing on how everything is on a different layer. This goes back to queuing and Q. Q used to always talk about Snow White. Why did Q talk about Snow White? Why was Snow White significant? Snow White was the first Disney film to introduce this multi-plane camera where everything was happening on a different layer. The foreground action, the shadow was on a different layer than the background, than the, the, the background. The moon was on a different layer than the trees in the foreground. The, the main action character was happening all on a different layer and they all layered together to be an amalgamation of reality. I think that technology always existed, but through, through Hollywood where we're told that this was the first time that it was ever employed. So I think it was, it's all about that multi-plane layering of, of the, of the visual presentation. It's yeah, it, it's, it is a Disney production. It will production. be. And it's for that, it'll be the exact streets people have seen, you know, so obviously can recreate it all as digital, but it, what better thing to go there and just add on the bits to the real place, you know? Yeah. The familiarity, yeah. people go, oh, yeah. I've, I've seen I've been that. there, I've been, been in there. that shop. Yes. Yeah. This the war, the, it's happening up here. It is. The, the spiritual war. war. <laughs> in here, in our say. hearts and in our minds, yeah. Okay, Ch Les, charge up. We'll, uh, we'll connect, we'll, we'll be right back. We'll be back soon.